0: Susan and I, my wife and I, just arrived in London yesterday. We are thrilled to be here with you this morning. I, I want to thank Simon for um, inviting me to say a few words, uh, and I hope that um, some of you will be able to stay after the, uh, the worship, and we'll have a chance to chat, to chat more um, over lunch. I'm going to read uh, uh, a few remarks, uh, and you'll excuse me for doing that, because otherwise it won't go well, and there won't be any time to listen to Simon. and uh, So... Um, First, just to get the jump on your curiosity about uh, uh, this Jew preaching from the lectionary on a Baptist church on Sunday. Um, on such occasions, and there have been quite a few over the years, I'm asked, when exactly did I convert to Christianity? And uh, I struggled with how to answer that, but the answer that I've finally come up with is, um, I'm not quite sure what that would mean, but I wish that things had gone differently in the first century, so that I wouldn't have to be answering that question. Um, I believe that the fatal parting, as it's called, uh, between the Jewish followers of Jesus and those who chose to stay with the existing order of temple and nation and priest and king, um, that that separation was not about whether the Hebrew scripture had been prophesying uh, the arrival of the promised Messiah, um, but whether whether God's special love is reserved for one chosen tribe or nation, or whether it was for all humankind, and indeed all of, creation, all of creation. It's the question asked and answered by Jesus, who is my neighbor? Do we stand inside a circle separating us from them, identifying who's in and who's out, or do we venture out into the wide world as told in the story of Pentecost, proclaiming the good news, this is for everyone. Clearly, this is an issue that is very much in play for the Jewish people today, and I'll talk more about that, as it has been for the church since it departed from the grassroots community described in the book of Acts by joining up with empire, and well, you know the story. So, on to the text. I was so thrilled to find that the lectionary uh, this morning is uh, from the book of Revelation. Uh, you know, as a Jew growing up in the synagogue, I'm very familiar with the idea of reading from one prescribed text every week. When I go to churches, sometimes, uh, congregational churches in the United States, and say, well, we wouldn't do the lectionary anymore. And I say, no, 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 what's the reading for today? That's what we have to do. And it never fails to be exactly the right reading when you're given the privilege, and I thank Simon for this, for saying a few words. So, this morning, we'll hear it again, but I, I want to read it to you. In the spirit, the angel carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb." Now, I have a powerful personal connection to Jerusalem. Not the New Jerusalem of Revelation, but the earthly Jerusalem of today, where my grandfather was born in the Old City where he grew up, steeped in the Jewish tradition, praying in the shadow of the remains of Solomon's temple, playing in the ancient streets with Christian and Muslim children with whom his Jewish community shared the city and the land. He emigrated to the United States as a young man and so it was so that I was born a second generation American, heir to the Jewish tradition, which included the love of that land in which my grandfather was born, a land to which according to the Jewish liturgy, which I recited every day, my people longed to return and even rebuild the temple. But I also grew up in the shadow of the disaster that had just befallen my people under the Nazi regime. The lesson of that catastrophe I was taught was that we Jews would never be safe without a country of our own. This sensibility, actually this identity, was out of sync with my life of freedom. A life in which all the opportunities and advantages of the world lay open to me. I was born in the middle of the 20th century. A life in which that I could share with all peoples, all faiths, all nationalities. But the shadow of the Nazi genocide, indeed of 2000 years of persecution and slaughter, cast a shadow over my life, teaching me that I could never feel safe as a Jew. Outwardly, I could act like a citizen of the world and an accepted member of society, even talk to Christians. We didn't know much about Muslims in those days. But always remember that beneath the surface of a friendly, open society, there was hatred of me that could always manifest, taking any kind of form. And that's why we had Israel. I was born in 1948 the year of the establishment of the State of Israel, I was taught that I had been blessed to have been born at a time in which redemption had finally come to my people. We had returned to our ancient homeland, the suffering and the insecurity was over. As a young man of 17, I visited Israel, I met my extended family, my grandfather left most of his family behind, and I fell in love with the people and the land. My Israeli family, religious Jews, warmly embraced me and I embraced them in return. But even as I did that, I realized that they talked about the Arabs, as they called them, the same way white people talked about black people in the pre-civil rights uh, Philadelphia that I grew up in. I realized back then that something was deeply wrong with this this, uh, Zionist project. But still I held to the Jewish narrative. The occupation, although lamentably abusive of human rights, was the price of security. Then I went to the West Bank at the age of 58. Traveling in Israel and the occupied territories, my defenses against the reality of Israel's crimes crumbled. Witnessing the separation wall, the checkpoints, the network of restricted roads, and midnight raids on children, vicious acts of ideological Jewish settlers, words like apartheid and ethnic cleansing sprang to my mind, unbidden but undeniable. I met the Palestinians, saw that they were not my enemies but my victims, paying with their land, their human rights, their very future for my people's quest for security. And they didn't hate me. In fact, they welcomed me as a Jew into their homes, thanked me for coming, for crossing over that ugly wall that was meant to keep us apart. I realized that the security and vibrancy of my people could never be achieved on the ruins of another people, and this realization tore me apart. I was healed and made whole through the work and writings of a Palestinian Anglican priest, Naima Atik a dispossessed Galilean who introduced me to a Jew of 2,000 years ago, a Jew who showed his people how to liberate themselves from tyranny, a Jew who stood in the prophetic tradition of speaking truth to power and who called the leadership of his own people back to Torah, back to equality, back to building a society of compassion for the most vulnerable, a Jew who stood in front of the temple himself and said, this must fall to be replaced with the temple of my body, one humanity joined in love, compassion, and equality. That visit 13 years ago changed my life, and I began my work for the liberation of both Palestinian and Jew from the evil of apartheid in our time. So again, I hasten to assure you, I have not become a Christian. I've become the Jew I always wanted to be. I believe that if there is to be a dignity of a future of dignity and peace, not only for the Palestinians but for the Jews of Israel who are home and deserve better. That Israel must become, as its Declaration of Independence states, a state for all its citizens, no longer privileging one group, no longer um, pursuing its relentless criminal taking of land. I believe along with an increasing number of Jews, young and old, many of them Israelis, that the priceless heritage that we gave the world requires this. I believe that we can forgive ourselves for what we have done to the Palestinians in our own pursuit of safety and freedom, and that we can open Israel to the wonderful people with whom we share the land. I believe that as citizens of the UK, the USA, Germany, Brazil, wherever we live, we have a responsibility to demand of our governments that they pursue this goal, instead of what they've been doing through their diplomatic and economic support of the State of Israel. I believe in the vision of the New Jerusalem that we read today, and that Simon has, I believe, has been preaching on for the last few weeks, the Book of Revelation. I believe in that vision of the New Jerusalem, that this is the fulfillment of the trajectory of the entire Bible, beginning with God's revelation to Abraham and his command to settle the land, through the prophets' exhortations to do justice, all the way to Jesus' vision of the kingdom of God. I believe that this is the ultimate vision of the meaning of the land, not a grant to one family or one people or to build a house of stone and gold for God, but where humankind was to enact a vision of love and healing. After the destruction of the temple, the Jewish leaders endeavored to make the transition from the territorially based cult to a community based on compassion and inclusion, the evidence is that they failed, that the core of an exclusivist identity has persisted among the Jewish people. Back to what I said about Jesus, the point, his point was not to found a new religion, but to make the transition as Jews from the tribal to the universal. He was a radical Jewish reformer. But we see the result of that failure today in the sacralization of land ethnicity, and nationalism. Christians as well as Jews have been guilty of this. More and more Jews looking at Israel today at this grim evidence of our tragically damaged view of ourselves and the world which is the understandable result of massive ongoing trauma. Many Jews are seeing this and rejecting Zionism. More and more Christians who having forsaken the message of Pentecost and have bought into this embrace of an earthly Jerusalem are also recognizing that error and where it has led. There are temples being built all over the world today. We are all standing, as did Jesus, before these monuments to empire and to greed. and contemplating the alternative, a society of inclusion and compassion that we can build together, we are all witnesses to this choice, and we all know that it is in with our power to create something new. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street and of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And let all the people of God say, Amen. Amen.